Welcome back to the AUA's Inside Track Podcast. Our guest today is the Secretary of the AUA since 2019. Dr. Denstead is Professor in the Division of Urology at the Schulich School of Medicine and Dentistry at Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. And we're getting people excited for the upcoming AUA annual meeting taking place this year in Washington, D.C., May 15th through the 18th. So as the AUA secretary, your role is to build a scientific program, including the plenary sessions. So what did you find to be the most challenging aspect when you built the program for AUA 2020? Yes, well, really, I think the answer to that is just the complexity uh, of the entire program. There's a tremendous amount of uh, moving parts, if you like, to putting all of that together. We've got a mix of uh, formats, uh, of course, for the program. It's not just all lectures, although I do believe there's still a good place for very high-quality lectures. But we have as well a lot of interactive sessions, so panels, debates, uh, and so forth that uh, make it a complex uh, planning process for the meeting. We also, of course, urology is a very uh, widely encompassing specialty. We've got a lot of uh, diverse material and content that we have to cover. Uh, and finally, of course, we want to have the latest topics, things that are very uh, hot topics and current and uh, of interest to people. And let me just say, of course, I get a lot of help uh, putting the program together and specifically no single person, including me, uh, can have uh, all of that knowledge of uh, what's the hot topics and so forth and all of the vast areas of urology. So uh, just for people's interest, I get a lot of great uh, input. Uh, and the way we plan, actually, the meeting and harvest, uh, if you like, the content is that the major subspecialty societies, and specifically the Endourology Society, SUO, Urologic Oncology, uh, Sexual Medicine Society of North America, the Reconstructive Society, SUFU, and the Society of Pediatric Urology all come to Baltimore. We do that in July every year. So it was July of 2019. And they bring uh, all of the latest topics and ideas and so forth and put those uh, forward to me. And then ultimately, I pick from the content. So Again, I get a lot of uh, great help in putting all of this uh, together. And finally, there's just tremendous uh, support from the staff uh, at the AUA, the people whose uh, expertise resides in putting together this meeting. And I'd really like to call out Melissa Goodman, who I talk to at least once a week uh, in planning all of this and putting it together. So that's the basic construct for planning uh, the plenary program and just finish by saying I think it's a a very, very exciting program for Washington, D.C. in May. A lot of great, great topics that we have uh, coming forward. So I think people will be very pleased uh, when they see the final product. I want to ask about your favorite memory from any past AUA annual meeting. Is there anything that comes to mind? Well, uh, I've attended every AUA meeting since 1987 when I was uh, still a resident uh, at that time, and I've not missed a meeting since then. And I still feel it's the most exciting, comprehensive, uh, 
annual meeting uh, that's uh, held in urology. There are, of course, many meetings, and all of which are, are very good, but the AUA, to me, has always been a very special meeting. And to pick out one highlight, it really would have to be when I uh, received the Gold Cystoscope Award from the AUA. That was in 1998. Uh, that's you know, one of the highest honors of the AUA. I was the first Canadian to ever receive that award. And that uh, really, so of course, set apart that meeting for me. And back at that time, actually, the Gold Cystoscope winners uh, presented on the plenary. We don't do that anymore. So uh, I had the opportunity as still a young person, I would say, to be on the plenary at the AUA and present as the Gold Cystoscope Award winner. Is there anything in particular that you're most excited for at AUA 2020? Well, as I've said, we've got a lot of uh, great topics on at the meeting. And just to pick out a few of those things, uh, uh, some of the uh, very interesting lectures that we have. Uh, and let me just say that uh, I've constructed the program really to fit uh, for the practicing urologists. So people in practice who come to learn uh, about the latest techniques and advancements in the specialty. And so I've tried to keep it as practical as I could for the practicing urologist. So just to pick out a few things, we have a great lecture from uh, Diana Knoll on uh, artificial intelligence uh, in urology, which I think will be uh, excellent to hear. Uh, I'm introducing a, a relatively new concept for the AUA meeting this year. It's been a feature of other meetings, but first time, I believe, for the AUA, and that's what's called semi-live surgery. And with that, uh, what it constitutes is very highly edited videos uh, that are produced beforehand. The surgeon will be at the podium uh, at the meeting in D.C., and we're uh, having this as well, so there can be audience interaction and questions, and we can stop and start and so forth. Uh, and we're doing that in multiple different areas, cancer, endourology, uh, BPH. So I think that will be a real highlight. Of course, every year at the AUA, we feature the new uh, guidelines that have just come out. So this year, that will include uh, things like microscopic hematuria, advanced prostate cancer, and uh, BPH. And some other you know, very timely topics for urologists, the BCG shortage, the use of telemedicine. There's a lot of interest now in telemedicine, so that's featured on a couple of occasions at the plenary. And then a new technology of great interest in stone disease is the single-use ureteroscope, so a disposable ureteroscope. And, you know, a debate over the pros and cons of that versus reusable instruments, both from the cost point of view and effectiveness and so forth. So uh, there's a that's just a, a slight snapshot of many many great topics that we'll have at the meeting. But I think it gives a sense of the uh, exciting topics that we have. Are there any speakers that you're excited to hear speak at AUA 2020? Well, again, it's a little difficult to just pick off. <laughs> we have so many uh, great speakers, but to, to just mention a few. Uh, and uh, again, on some very practical topics, so uh, Alan Wien will be talking about nocturia in the elderly, a very common problem that practicing neurologists will see every day in the clinic. Uh, Thomas Greibling will uh, speak to us about the possibility of some of the medications that we use in neurology 
potentially being associated with the development of uh, dementia. Uh, so he will give a lecture on that topic to our prescribing practices. Are they contributing to the dementia problem? A speaker from Europe, Dr. Cronenberg, will talk about the thulium laser for treating kidney stones, a very exciting new technology of great uh, interest in endourology and stone disease. And I think that uh, as well as uh, going to be a very exciting lecture. And I previously had mentioned Diana Knoll, who's the CEO of Walters Cloyer, which is a very large global medical publishing company, and she's a world authority in artificial intelligence, and she will speak on that topic. And finally, just some of our named lectures, of course, the president, John Lynch, uh, as is usual at the meeting, will give a lecture. His topic is volunteerism in urology, which I think will be of great interest. Peter Carroll is the Ramon Guterres lecture, and we'll talk about uh, prostate cancer, active surveillance uh, for prostate cancer. And finally, Curtis Nichol uh, will give a presentation on the urinary microbiome and how that potentially could impact urologic uh, disease. Uh, so again, a lot of uh, just fantastic speakers and exciting topics, and really looking forward to seeing it all unfold. So what advice would you have to a first-timer? What would you tell a first-time AUA annual meeting attendee? Well, I think it's such a large meeting with so much uh, going on at any one time. It's If you have a chance, it's great to try and plan ahead to you know, have a look at the program, pick off the things that you find to be of the greatest interest, and that will really, uh, you know, maximize your your time and uh, be sure you're using your time uh, efficiently. Uh, the uh, other point is that uh, aside from good planning is uh, to take in as much as you can. You know, there's great things to do in uh, Washington, D.C. It's a fantastic city. And, you know, I actually have tried to shorten up a little bit the plenary this year to allow more time for networking, which is, uh, aside from the scientific content, the, the other very important part of any large medical congress is to allow people the opportunity to network. So we've built in some uh, programs and physical places actually at the meeting where people can do just that. And, uh, you know, of course, we hope you have some time to get out and see the many great uh, monuments, the Smithsonian and so forth uh, in Washington. Uh, and those are also uh, great things to do. And I hope people will take in as much as they can when they're at the meeting. Yeah, I want to ask you a little follow-up question about networking. What would be your advice for someone who is perhaps uncomfortable with networking? Is there anything that people should keep in mind when it comes to urology-focused networking? What, what are your thoughts about that? Yes, well, if you look up the definition of networking and, and think about it a bit, it actually includes uh, a lot of different kinds of activity. Uh, for example, there's many, many side meetings. People uh, obviously take the opportunity when they're at the AUA to do old, uh, other things, hold other meetings, uh, examples being editorial board meetings, uh, receptions, uh, even one-on-one -on -one aspects of uh, interviewing for fellow candidates and all, you know, all of that uh, equals networking. So it's a more broad concept than just walking down the hallway and bumping into somebody, although that's also an example of networking. 
So, you know, I think some of these are obviously very coordinated and planned sessions, things like editorial boards and uh, so forth. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we set up uh, some physical space where people kind of get away from the main part of the meeting, have a conversation, you know, we're having some food and beverage there and so forth to provide a nice environment. Uh, It will actually be right near where we're having the video sessions for the meeting. So uh, that was all set up intentionally to try and allow more time. And this was based on feedback, actually, that we have uh, in the focus groups uh, that we run at the meeting, uh, feedback from attendees that they thought there needed to be more time for networking. So we've responded to that, and I'll be interesting to see what the feedback is uh, this year on that. So do you have any other final thoughts or anything you'd like to say about your role as AUA secretary in general before we end today's interview? Well, I must say it's a great privilege to be involved with the AUA. I've been involved for many years in various capacities, a number of committees. I was on the board for a four-year term and just finished with that a couple of years ago. And the secretarial position, of course, is the pivotal role within the AUA and not just for the annual meeting, but leading the international efforts of the organization. And just for people's interest, more than half of the attendees usually at the annual meeting every year come from internationally. They're not from within uh, North America. So, you know, we uh, try and construct the program and as well for people who are coming from internationally. So a secretarial role has a very uh, broad scope of uh, influence, if you like, within the organization, but it's just the Having been at it now for a year and, you know, a year prior as the uh, incoming secretary, it's just been a great privilege and uh, uh, to hold this position. I really enjoy doing it. And, and it's the people, uh, the people you meet as well, uh, the staff who are just fantastic and the many other leaders uh, in the organization. So it's, uh, it's a great thing to do. Dr. John Denstead has been our guest on today's episode of the AUA Inside Track Podcast. Dr. Denstead is, of course, the AUA Secretary. He is also a professor in the Division of Urology at the Schulich School of Medicine and Dentistry at Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. And he's also the first Canadian awarded the prestigious AUA Gold Cystoscope Award, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Denstead, for joining us on today's episode. Well, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure, and uh, I look forward to seeing everybody in Washington, D.C. It's going to be a great, great meeting. Join colleagues from around the world at AUA 2020 from May 15th to the 18th. Visit AUA2020.org to explore the complete program and to register. Thank you for listening to the AUA Inside Track podcast, an official podcast of the American Urological Association.